Hashtag SAFMBTH. Well, we're in conversation now with uh, ANC NEC member um, and a member of the Subcommittee on Economic Transformation of the ANC, Malusi Kikaba, who's also the former uh, finance minister of the country. As we normally do on a Thursday leading up to the elections, is that we focus on the manifesto of political parties with their promises, but we zoom in on the economic, the economic. Um, policy proposals that are being made by these political parties. And today, our focus is going to be on the ANC, which launched its um, manifesto over the weekend in uh, at Moses Mabida Stadium. Among the things, the party has promised to create and sustain 2.5 million um, work opportunities over the next five years. But is that enough considering the country's high unemployment rate? The party has also vowed to accelerate land reform and redistribution to reduce asset inequality, given their status um, in South Africa's politics and the seminal role that the party continues to play since they took power in 1994. What more can uh, they offer South Africans, economically speaking? We're in conversation next with uh, Malusi Kigaba, ANC NEC member and member of the ANC Subcommittee on a Transformation and also the country's uh, former finance minister. Uh, Mr. Kigaba, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon and uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, so I was looking at the ANC's 2019 um, election manifesto, and we're going to start off with the question around land. And the ANC there speaks about um, the amendment of Section 25 of the Constitution to clearly define the Constitution under which expropriation of land without compensation can take can 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 take place. And that amendment, of course, didn't happen. The ANC is again proposing that um, uh, uh, there needs to be measures that are put in place to accelerate uh, land. Uh, um, land, um, land, land restitution, as well as transformation around land ownership within within the country. But does this mean that the ANC has given up on amending Section Twenty Five of the Constitution? No, no, we haven't given up. Remember that remains the policy position of the ANC, uh, which was reaffirmed by the twenty twenty two National Conference of the ANC. What we are doing is to uh, disaggregate the interventions that we have to implement so that we don't wait for one form of intervention um, which might create the impression that we see it as a panacea um, that resolves all problems. We need to, 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 to implement all the measures that we have to, uh, given the fact that obviously for the amendment of Section 25, you need a two-thirds majority in parliament, which means that you need a majority of MPs to agree on the on the form of legislation or amendment that is being spoken about. So in this regard, we've not given up on the expropriation legislation, but what we are doing is to intensify the other measures that are available at the disposal of the state to implement land reform. Sure, but but specifically on Section 25 of the Constitution, is it fair to say that the ANC has given up on amending that part of the Constitution and instead is going the expropriation bill route? No, remember, we, we haven't had a single form of land policy. Um, even as we were pursuing land expropriation, we were still going on with other forms of land restitution and reform programs 
which involve um, the redistribution of land to, to, to those who are landless. So we haven't given up on the amendment of Section 25. All we are saying is that we are going to pursue all the measures that we have at our disposal and those that will require us to continuously negotiate with the opposition. The issue of land in South Africa is fundamental to not only the struggle, but the aspirations of the majority. It was only when land had been completely expropriated by the white minority that the oppression of the majority was complete. And so we need to reverse that and address the land hunger and injustice that our people are feeling. And any genuine liberation movement would never give up on the pursuit of land reform. I think we are aware of the constraints within which we operate as a result of the um, constitutional environment and the democratic settlement that was agreed to in 1994. But all of that notwithstanding, the compromises of 1994 were not supposed to be cast in stone and turned into a permanent feature. And that's why we are continuing to look for measures that are going to ensure that the Freedom Charter's injunction that the land shall be shared among those among those who work it is fulfilled. So does this mean that we should expect another um, proposal being tabled in Parliament for the amendment of Section 25 of the Constitution? That will All come from the ANC? The, well, the ANC will certainly discuss that as part of its uh, strategic planning after the elections so that I think it would be sensible, it would be rational to expect that we are going to come back with new proposals. Hopefully, the, those who want or who seek um, extensive land reform are going to garner the necessary majority so that they are able to achieve this uh, objective. Because we do expect that the parties of white minority rule will continue to resist this uh, reform measure with everything they have. Okay. 0614-104-107. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia. We're in conversation with uh, Melusi Gigaba, the former finance minister, but speaking in his capacity as an ANC NEC member and also member of the subcommittee of the ANC on Economic Transformation. Hashtag SFMBTH. 24 minutes after 5 o'clock, it is the interview. Our focus today is the ANC's manifesto ahead of the uh, 29th of May elections. But we're zooming in, of course, on the economic uh, po- economic uh, policy proposals in conversation with Malusi Gigaba, ANC NEC member and also member of uh, the ANC's subcommittee on economic transformation. I want to go now to the part around um, the Align Monetary Fiscal trade po- and, and Trade Policy along with transformation of the financial sector to meet the basic needs and support job creation and industrialization. What is it about the financial sector that the ANC believes needs transformation? You know, if you were to take um, one major example, all the big five banks in South Africa are white-owned. There is no state-owned bank. There is no black-owned bank. I always wish that when Mr. Dr. Daniel Minele left the South African Reserve Bank, instead of going to APSA, he had gone to 
um, established, he had been deployed to establish a black-owned bank and ensure that it functions because he has an extensive understanding of the financial sector. So if you take that example you know, um, first, you will realize the challenge that we still have to ensure transformation in the financial sector. But there is a whole range of things that need transformation in the financial sector, including black and women participation in, the, in terms of ownership, in terms of management, um, and, and ensuring that the focus of the financial sector in South Africa is supportive of transformation and particularly uh, capital investments because we live in an environment where the dominance of the financial services in the global economy is characterized by short-term speculative investments which are not conducive to sustainable growth and job creation. And so that's what the ANC wants to focus on to ensure that there, there is a, 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 a sector, a financial services sector in South Africa, including the state-owned financial sector, your IPCs, your um, uh, uh, GDPF, your PICs, NEFs, that, that also play a significant role in supporting transformation, not just in the form of ownership, but in the form of um, creating sustainable, um, uh, solid investments that, that are going to grow the South African economy. Because if the financial services is the dominant sector in South Africa today, or the services sector, it means that it has to play a significant role in supporting South Africa's development strategy and ensuring that all these policies that we are putting up here. Because if you look at what the ANC proposes, the 2.5 million jobs that must be created through the expanded public works, they, they, that is what government must and will do. This is not yet the amount of jobs that must be created by the private sector through investing in, in, in capital projects and, yeah. and supporting infrastructure development. Sure, but uh, the, 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 the jobs of the expanded public works program, the, the, the minimum wage there is lower than the national minimum wage. Um, is this really something that the ANC would want to pride itself in and saying that we want to create more job opportunities in the expanded public works program where people are earning far less than what the minimum wage that has been set by the um, ANC-led government? The expanded public works program is actually similar or, or, or a part of the social wage program of the ANC. It's part of ensuring that you create capability for people to be able to, um, to earn a living and do whatever that they wish to do as part of the totality of the social wage that government provides, including uh, free education, the nutrition scheme, the, the social grants, and other such measures. In themselves, the expanded public works program cannot be relied upon as the most sustainable way of creating jobs and getting people into employment. But part of what it does is to ensure, as part of this capability expansion, that it, 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 it gives those who are involved in it work experience so that if they are to find employment in the private sector, they will not come empty-handed. They will be able to say, 
that we, we, we do have some experience, but it's important because it, it involves mostly women who are the backbone of most families in South Africa. Yep. And so it's a very crucial intervention, um, even though it's not yet um, able to pay them the, the minimum wage as was agreed to in the in NADLEC. 0614 104 107 X We'll take your calls just after the MoneyWeb Market Update with Jimmy Moyaha. You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. We continue with the interview in conversation with uh, Melusi Kikaba, ANC NEC member and also a member of the ANC Subcommittee on Economic Transformation, also former um, Minister of Finance. So we're taking your voice notes on 0614-104-107 and your calls on 086-000-2032. Let's go to Mbombela. Nevare, good evening. Good evening, uh, Adrian and Comrade uh, uh, Melusi on the studio. You know, I'm, I'm quite delighted that the ANC is still committed uh, to the project of land reform. And I, I think that South Africans must give uh, the ANC of our own majority to ensure that we, we continue with that agenda. And last time we attempted to amend Section 25, uh, some land uh, reform pretenders uh, sold us out in Parliament, claiming that they would give us some majority to change the constitution. And I think that I'm quite happy that... Uh, but the ANC changed the text, Nevari. No, the text is that, let me clarify, the text is that the ANC doesn't seek to nationalize the land. The ANC seeks to give South Africans the land, not to ANC to own the land through the state. That can't work because it means that you are nationalizing the land. We need to give our people title deeds. It's a culture of tenure, mm. Adrian. That's what the ANC seeks to do. The EFF wants us to nationalize the land. We can't because already the state has the land in its disposal. That's why Minister Dijiza is busy with the program of giving South Africans and black in particular uh, land to ensure that they farm and, and, and deal with issues of livestock. So we can't do what the EFF wants to do. It's incorrect. But also I want to be uh, commend the ANC for the issue of the, of the state bank. I think South Africans might feel that socialism is specifically the know. It's socialism direct. Because what it means is that the state will be able to ensure that they lend our people money in a lower rate than the commercial bank that they're doing now. I think I'm really happy that the ANC is still doing what it's doing. Very progressive, but in line with what we have said, we need to change the lives of our people to the better. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nevari there from Bombela. Chico is joining us from Soweto. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Thanks, Chico. You can go ahead. Uh, uh, about the land reform, I, I, I just want to say, please, if, if, if land reform is it's neutralizing in this country. Please. As you said, the, I don't want to see the I don't want to see the examination of reverse reverse count reverse count and selling push and replaced by squatter change. Please land reform it should be a land reform for for agriculture farming, not for squatter for mushrooming of squatter change. Please. I'll be happy with that. Thank you so much. Uh, that is Chico there joining us from Soweto 0614-104-107. And you can drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia. Uh, Mr. Kigabo, quick response to what has been said so far. Well, I think I agree with both. Um, I, I agree with both the callers. Um, let me start with Chico first. It's very important that we, we focus on turning our land into um, a productive asset. Because ultimately, the growth of any nation depends on land reform. That's what the Chinese did. That's what the Asian countries did, the East Asian economies. 
Um, and that's what some of the countries on the African continent did, but with great resistance in Africa compared to East Asia. But it's something that we need to focus on because ultimately, with land ownership, we will be able as a country to drive an investment, a sustainable investment and development, inclusive development agenda. With regard to what Nevari says, we, we have to pay attention to what, therefore, the ANC views as the weakness of these coalition arrangements, in that for you to implement extensive land reform or even extensive uh, economic transformation, you would have to negotiate and bargain with people who are opposed fundamentally to that agenda. And that is why the, the, the forces that seek fundamental transformation have got to enjoy um, uh, um, overwhelming majority in the legislative um, institutions so that they are able to convert that majority into a transformative instrument. If we don't do that, we, we, we would find ourselves trapped in, in a situation where you, you have to bargain with people who are opposed to extensive transformation for you to be able to implement any policy. And at times they will sabotage you. And, and so it's necessary that the, 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 the political organizations that want fundamental transformation have got to work together in order to deny the opponents of transformation any leverage to sabotage transformation. Yep. Uh, Kumkani on X saying that I can't wait for the State Bank. Want to urgently transfer my bond. Hope it will be on a better rate. Let's quickly take your voice notes. For the State Bank. Want to urgently Afternoon, transfer Aldrin. my bond. Okay, apologies for that. Just trying to quickly uh, sort this out because we're also streaming on um, we're also streaming on YouTube. So. Um, that sound there is the sound that is that is coming through. Let's quickly try this again. Okay. In the meantime, let's quickly go to Maxwell, who's joining us from Nimpopo. Maxwell, uh, good evening. Good evening, Aldrin. Two things. As a young person, a young, young black person who's hungry for opportunities in South Africa, a state bank for me would be, you know, another way of government trying to, to, to address uh, unemployment rate. I mean, the president spoke about uh, government not, you know, being uh, a creator of jobs because government is an enabler of an environment mm. that is conducive for the private sector to create jobs. But with the state bank, then you're talking to the availability of loans to key sectors of the economy that private banks may consider unprofitable and unattractive for investment. And for me, that speaks to me. Um, so, so this is something for me that I, that I look at it and I say, okay, it's an opportunity for me as a young black person to grow and perhaps be, 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 you know, be something in, 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 in this country because government already is the highest uh, uh, employer in this country. Um, can it employ more? Possibly it can. But not only does it need to disturb the monopoly that is currently out there in the, with the private sector uh, and compete in the spaces of the private sector in yep. order to create those jobs and job opportunities. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, and Mr. Gigaba, do you know as yet where um, the state will be finding the money from to plug into um, the capital that is required by the Reserve Bank for that license to have a state bank? Where would that money be coming from? 
let me start by saying, um, even before I, I get to that question, just with regard to the issues Bumgani and Maxwell are raising, the, the extent to which the state bank will be successful in implementing transformative uh, policies will depend on the transformation of the mandate of the South African Reserve Bank. Unless we transform not only the ownership, but the mandate of the South African Reserve Bank as well, we will not be able to achieve mm. the, the objectives we have set ourselves. And that's why the ANC manifesto talks about the macroeconomic balance, the balance between your fiscal and, and, and monetary, monetary policy. policy. Yeah. But, but what, secondly, what exactly is it that you would be changing, though, with that mandate? The mandate, you know, the, the apartheid South African Reserve Bank had a dual mandate, not only to manage inflation, but it also had to focus on job creation and economic growth. The Democratic Reserve Bank, at the point of negotiation, that second mandate um, was, was removed. And that is the mandate that needs to be brought back so that the South African Reserve Bank is able to play its conducive mm. role. Because in the environment of high unemployment, you see, people are, are reeling from unemployment. The cost of living is high. But at the same time, the, the interest rates are rising. You actually are, are suffocating the middle class. You are suffocating young people who are coming into employment for the first time. They won't be able to buy houses and other and, and, yep. and, and accumulate assets and property. So you, you need the Reserve Bank to be able to have a, a basket of policies through which it can alleviate these pressures um, and even when necessary lend government money so that it's able to address developmental programs. The second issue is the transformation of the financial sector because the state bank on its own is not going to play this role. It will find itself encircled in a web of uh, anti-transformation um, institutions that have far greater legacy than it does, a, a longer legacy than it does. So where the government will get money to, 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 to capitalize the, the, the state bank, it, it's through various instruments. And one of those instruments is through the, the um, accounts held by various government departments through the allocations that the Minister of Finance um, uh, uh, provided last week. So there, there are possibilities for this to happen. Um, and and, and, and it, could, it could also include your, your pension funds, so that instead of disbursing them through the different um, um, financial institutions, you would disperse them through the, the state bank. So the, 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 the capital is there. It's just a question of taking a bold decision and implementing that decision. And I think once we've gone through elections and are now looking at um, the implementation of the program after elections, we will take those decisions yep. and move forward. Would that require an amendment of the constitution at all? The, the mandate of the Reserve Bank probably would require the, 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 the amendment of the constitution because it is stipulated currently in the constitution. Yeah. But it's something which I think all political parties should be interested in, except those 
that uh, the adherence of the status quo. So, so but does... I think we should be able to get the to, to get the two thirds majority yeah. we need to change the mandate of the Reserve Bank. Does it mean, though, in hindsight, that the former public protector, although of course she didn't have the authority to do so? Um, was right in her argument that the mandate of the um, Reserve Bank needs to be um, amended? The, the argument is correct. The ANC National Conference itself, both in 2017, uh, the conferences in 2022 have, have, have said as such. I think what really was a problem was the modality, the manner in which mm-hmm. um, this was being undertaken. And I think... Um, that is the issue we need to address. Okay, zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Let's take your voice notes. Just listening to Melissa Gigaba, all those government-controlled financial entities that he was talking about, the PIC and all of those, they control trillions of rands of government and taxpayers' money. Why have they not started a bank? Why have they not started banks? Why have they not started industries set up close to where the people actually stay so they don't have to spend thousands on transportation? And just a reminder to him, the banks are not white-owned. They are owned by shareholders on the stock market. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Aldrin and SAFM listeners. Um, my question to Mr. Kigawa is, do they think as the ANC they will ever get a two-third majority again? Because at the time when they were a two-third majority in parliament, it was the time of Nelson Mandela. The issue of land was not on the on the debate. They didn't even entertain that at the time when they were in two-third majority. Do they think now in the 2024 they will ever ever get uh, i hear him saying it's a fundamental thing but at the time when they were in two-third majority they failed to to to, to focus on section 25 about that hi eldrin simpia hi safm listeners my question to malusi gigaba is all this policies that he's stating that the anc wants to do now while he was in government, while he was finance minister, why didn't he push for any of this to be implemented? In fact, he's been fingered or identified as the architect of uh, state capture. So why should we believe anything that comes out of his mouth now in terms of uh, trying to forward the agenda of transformation? He had the opportunity to do it when he had influence and power, but he didn't. I would like him to answer that question. Deji from Cape Town, thank you. Okay, Mr. Kigaba. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I, I agree with the view that the DFIs um, should play a significant role, not only in terms of the establishment of the intended state bank, but also in terms of financial sector transformation, as well as infrastructure or capital investments. The Development Bank of Southern Africa is playing that role. The IPC to an extent, the PIC, all of them are playing some role towards financial sector transformation and capital investments. But they they, they need to play a, a far bigger role 
than they are playing at the present moment and any regulatory obstacles that are preventing them from doing so have got to be addressed by the relevant um, executive authorities. Um, the, the ownership of the banks uh, is, a, you know, we, we must distinguish between the people who, who actually own the banks and those who own shares, because the, the various people who, who, who hold shares through the JSE uh, do not contribute in the appointment of management, in the policies of these various institutions and so on, and therefore their, their ownership is dispersed. Um, they are not able to use that ownership to transform both the individual banks as well as the, the, the financial sector as a whole. Will the ANC ever get a two-thirds majority again? It, it is possible. I think um, nobody in life can predict what's going to happen. It might not be in this coming election, but um, it could very well be that in the next elections, it's able to, to do that. And sometimes it won't be able to achieve it on its own. It will have to enter into partnerships, strategic partnerships with various other forces that also seek transformation in order to implement these policies. While uh, I was in government, I only had 11 months, if the gentleman who asked the second question is fair to me. I only had 11 months, during which 11 months, the priority was really stabilizing the economy, um, fending off the, the ratings agencies, ensuring that um, we, we, we got our, we stabilized the economy, uh, regained investor business and consumer confidence. That 11 months was not sufficient to do all of these things that um, we, we are talking about today. I think um, it, this requires someone with the longevity of um, Minister Manuel, or, and, and it, it requires that um, the, the ruling party should have um, a long term in, in terms of uh, tenure in government for it to implement these programs. But the question that the issue of me being the architect of state capture, that thing has not been proven anyway. The, the allegations that were made, I responded extensively to them as a result of which nothing came of them. Um, and so it's not worth responding to. I don't think I should waste my time. The fact that someone makes an allegation against you doesn't mean that that allegation is true. Um, and, and so I shouldn't waste my time responding yep. to that nonsense. Yeah, but um, the, the Zondo Commission found that uh, you're not a reliable witness either um, and makes reference to the architects of a state capture and speaks about Lynn Brown as well. The, the fact that they make that finding doesn't mean that that finding is correct. The findings of the Zondo Commission themselves are uh, a subject of an extensive review and process by many people, um, and they themselves are not reliable. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we shouldn't distract from this conversation to talk about me. Yeah. Um, I'm very much capable of defending myself. Uh, what I've been asked to talk about today are ANC policies 
uh, and I'm keen to do that in a spirited manner. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, that is Malusi Gikaba, former finance minister, ANC NEC member, and also member of the ANC subcommittee on economic transformation. We've